You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Her Path to Success. I'm your host, Peggy Wu. I'm a certified life coach and yoga teacher. I started Her Path to Success with the hope to give a dose of inspiration to everyone listening. I invite female entrepreneurs, small business owners, and change makers to come on the show each week to tell their stories and share their insights and advice for career and life. I wish that this show will give you some new perspectives or reinforce the positive messages that you are already aware of. So today, I'm introducing you to Aniston Rickstein, a mindset coach and the co-founder of Empower University. Aniston is also named by Yahoo Finance as one of the 11 female entrepreneurs everyone will know in 2021. Aniston has always had a strong interest in learning about and getting in touch with her inner self, so she's closely connected with her intuition. When Aniston was in her 20s, she had a promising career at a large advertising agency in Dallas, Texas. Although she enjoyed her job, she knew in her heart that she wanted something different. She made a decision to leave her advertising job and join a cruise line. Others thought she was insane for making a career pivot like that, but it was one of the best decisions she made. This new career gave her some of the greatest adventures in her life, including meeting her husband and the people who later became her best friends. Aniston founded Empower University with her husband, and their mission is to help people step into their personal power and guide them on a journey to achieve self-mastery and spiritual awakening. I can't wait for you to hear about Aniston's story, so let's get started. Hi, Aniston. I am so happy you're here. Tell our listeners about yourself. Well, hi, Peggy. I'm um, I'm so happy to be here too. And I'm thrilled that you asked me and honored. So thank you for including me in your podcast. Um, so for those of you, my name is Aniston Ricksteins. I'm the co-founder of Empower University, um, which focuses on offering personal development, uh, as well as mindset coaching programs and online courses. And our mission, I'm actually in, in business with my husband as well. We started this together. Our mission is really to hold a space for people to come and elevate their lives and to be able to experience more power, abundance, freedom, and joy. That's kind of our catchphrase is the power, abundance, freedom, and joy, because we, we feel like that's really the foundation of what we all seek. And it's also the gateway to really living, I think, the most extraordinary life that you can. So to get, I guess, to dive into how I got started and how I got here, I have always been a seeker. And in my early 20s, my interest started to become um, even deeper into, you know, wanting just to really understand myself more. I was always driven to seek out more self-awareness to understand myself through different tools and modalities and 
you know, I really, I loved astrology. I really loved numerology. I loved um, reading any and all kinds of personal development books and spirit and any books on spirituality. And it really, it wasn't even just a passion. I feel like it was more of an obsession. I've read hundreds, if not thousands of books. I still do. Um, I've taken courses. I was listening to podcasts and it really became a huge part of my identity. And I wasn't doing it for anything except for my own curiosity and my own gain. At that point, I hadn't really thought about what am I going to do with all of this knowledge? This was really just for me. And so going back to my early 20s, I've always been someone who took, I've always been someone who's taken really big leaps, but there, you know, in my early twenties, I feel like there was a one experience that really set the tone for the rest of my life. I had worked my butt off to get a highly sought after position at a large advertising agency in Dallas, my senior year of college. And I really loved my job. I was thrilled um, working there. I was having fun. I was really being challenged which is why I started feeling confused when I, when I, the, the feeling began inside of me that said, there's something more for you. This is, this is just a stopping point. This is not somewhere for you to stay very long. Like I, that feeling I, I noticed, and then I would try to push it away. Cause I thought there's just, there's no way. I mean, I work so hard. I should stay here. I should really make a career here, but I found myself looking around, you know, I'd sit in my cubicle and I'd look around the office And I would think to myself, as I saw these people who had been there for five, 10, 20, even 25 years in this agency, and I would think, oh my gosh, I wonder if they regret it. I wonder if they think to themselves, I've spent 25 years of my life given to this company and to this agency and and sitting in the same cubicle, what else am I missing? And so that really spurred for me this wanting to, to explore this wanting to travel. I'd always love to travel. And so I started thinking like, what if I could find a job that would allow me to travel that I could still make money and that I wouldn't be in this nine to five, like rat race. And, but I, you know, I never had anything else modeled for me. I mean, I never seen it. I'd never seen my parents think outside the box like that. They weren't entrepreneurial. They were working nine to five jobs. And so I didn't, really know what that looked like. So as the feeling continued to grow, I would find myself Googling jobs as I was sitting at work. And when I was a little girl, I actually loved the show Love Boat. Now I'm aging myself because that's probably some that some of you listeners don't know or have never heard of. But I dreamed of working on a really big cruise ship. So I thought maybe now is the time. And I didn't know anything about cruising. I'd never been on a ship, but I started researching. And before I knew it, I was sending applications out everywhere, which I quickly learned that it was nearly impossible to get a call back from these cruise lines. But I kept persisting and eventually landed an interview. And when um, after I had the interview, they offered me a job. They said, okay, you have two weeks we have a ship assignment for you. You need to pack up your life and meet the ship in Rome. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Everyone, including my family, thought I was certifiably insane to leave this amazing job that I'd worked so hard to get. And just at the beginning of this really promising career in the advertising world to go and work on a cruise ship 
And of course it didn't make sense to anyone, even to me when I was trying to think about it logically, but I just, I recognized something within me that was saying, yes, do this. This is it. It just, it felt so right, even though logically and on paper, it looked wrong. So I did it. And that one decision changed the course of my life forever. It brought me to some of the greatest adventures. I met my husband through the industry and best friends. And I actually still work with companies in the cruise industry today. So the reason I'm telling you this story is because it was the first time that I truly listened. I, not only did I like did I hear it, but I listened to that quiet inner, quiet inner voice within me that was telling me to do the big scary thing. And I realized that once I had made that leap, everything else worked itself out. And that the, the hardest part was just making the leap. I distinctly remember thinking to myself, wow, this is, this is like a revolutionary way to live. You know, so what other crazy things can I do? <laughs> and I learned that as long as I stayed connected with my intuition and connected to like my gut instincts and feelings that I could move forward in faith. So I, I moved to Southeast Asia for a year. I got engaged to my husband after only knowing him for three months and married him three months after that. I've left jobs. I've taken new ones. I've moved, you know, four to five times and have had two amazing children. And I believe I've been able to do all of that because I've been developing myself every day for over two decades. I've never stopped working on myself and I never will. And invariably in almost all of my relationships, I took on the role of counselor or coach. It had always felt completely natural to me. And I managed to marry a man who also shares the same talent and love for holding a space for others to learn, grow, and uh, essentially reach for more in their life. He is honestly, his name is Rudy. He's honestly the most transformational coach, speaker, and mentor I've ever encountered. And I think his clients would probably agree with him on that. So pretty soon after we got married, we both started dreaming of having a coaching business. But we both had high paying corporate jobs. Um, you know, at that point we had had, or we were pregnant with our first child and we had a boatload of financial responsibility, which obviously, as I'm sure many of you can relate, feels a bit like handcuffs. And we felt this growing frustration with our jobs. And we just kept wishing we could snap our fingers and be in a thriving coaching business. We just kept thinking to ourselves, like, we have so much we want to do in the world. We want to do really good things. Why can't the universe just like sort it out for us and get us out of, out of corporate America? And one day I said to my husband, okay, if we want to be coaches and this is what we want to do, then what are we waiting for? Like, let's just start right now in, and find a way that we can, we can work it into our current lives. So we formed a meetup group in the city. We were actually living just outside of Cincinnati at the time. And we invited people, complete strangers, to our home for group coaching every two weeks. We had no idea if anyone would even come, but we did it anyway. And I remember being so nervous that first meetup because I thought, you know, we had set out like drinks and we put chairs around our living room. And it was just a really scary moment because we thought like, what is this going to look like? What is this going to feel like? We think we know how to coach. We've done it in our personal lives. We've done it with our friends and family and you know, people around, but we've never done it with strangers. 
And so the first, that first meetup, we had two people show up and then the next one we had five and then it was 10 and eventually it turned into over 80 members coming and crowding around our living room, standing room only. And people would come who were going through divorces. They were having financial issues, dealing with procrastination. And, and we even had some come that were suffering from some pretty serious mental health issues. And we did it for three years. So that entire time we were still working, we were still raising our kids Nothing had changed for us with the exception that we had decided to just stop waiting and to start being what we felt like we were meant to do, like what, what we were meant to be, you know, which is teachers. And we thought it had to come in a certain way and in some in certain package, but um, what it gave us, like while we didn't charge anything for it, what it gave us was this ability to start living our purpose it also gave us a boatload of confidence that we knew we could make a difference in people's lives. And we're still in contact with many of these people today. So at that point, my husband left his job and we thought, okay, this is it. You know, this is what we're going to dive right into a coaching business. We're going to, we're going to going to launch fully into it. We're going to write books and travel the world, which is really what our dream is, but <laughs> a job opportunity came my husband's way pretty soon after he had left his current, his other job. And it was one of those things that came out of nowhere and it was a great opportunity, but we had in our minds, no, this is what we're meant to do. We're meant to go straight into our coaching business. And, and, um, we really fought it for a while, but it kept coming and it kept coming. And we had promised ourselves years before that we would surrender to the process and trust that what was happening was the way it was meant to happen. That we were constantly being prepared for what we were meant to do. And while we think we know what we're meant to do, maybe, you know, God or the universe had another plan for us. And so we took the job and we relocated down to Miami and it gave, what it gave us was this great opportunity that we didn't even know. We didn't expect at the time. It was this great opportunity to bring personal development practices into an organization and a sales team because he was running a sales team. And to see the unbelievable difference it made, it was such a good reminder to us that you're always being prepared for what is to come. And just because you don't understand why it's not happening for you yet, doesn't mean that it's not happening. And again, that experience was priceless and it actually has served to launch us even quicker when, when, you know, we eventually did leave after, I guess he was in that job for three, another three years. Uh, the stars finally aligned and it was time for us to finally launch our coaching business, which we now know as Empower University, um, so that we could reach more people. Because really that was what it came down to. At no point did we stop coaching. I was coaching in my, in my job. He was coaching in his job, uplifting sales teams, an entire organization. And because no matter where you are at any given point, like you can be who you are, even if you're, you're in a job, maybe you don't love, like you got to find ways to bring that through. So I've come to learn that everybody, and I mean, everybody experiences the inner urges and whispers directing you to something greater, something more fulfilling, ultimately leading you to your passion and purpose, but not everyone has the capacity to listen and, or the capacity to be able to do the uncomfortable and take the leap. So our mission is to help people do that. Our mission is to stand for people's higher vision for their life, 
to cheer our clients on and guide them as they take each and every step forward. So some of the challenges that we face in starting our business. Well, honestly, I've come to believe that the path to entrepreneurship or basically just pursuing your purpose is going to bring about the greatest growth you've ever experienced. When you hear that saying, you know, it's really about the journey, not the destination. I could not agree with that more. Every single trigger you have is going to be pushed. And that's what happened with myself and, and my husband. All the fears were brought to the surface that we had yet to address. And I believe your success in your business is directly proportionate to your openness to dealing with these issues one by one as they come up. Because until you deal with them, you can dance around them for a while, you can avoid them for a while, but they will hinder your ability to move forward and expand in the way that you want. So some of the things that I came up against, um, I can speak for myself. I won't speak for my husband, but I'll speak for myself. Uh, Number one, overwhelm, big time. Just that, like, you know, there's so many options right now and you go online and you just get stuck in this rabbit hole of, I need this and I need that. I need this program. I need to do Facebook advertising. I need to do this. And, And it's just, you know, everyone seems to have this strategy that works and it's very easy to get lost in that. And to, to be focusing, instead of focusing on the step you're in to focus on 15, 20 steps ahead. And what I, what I realized was that when I was focusing at 15 to 20 steps ahead, I was missing the guidance that was available to me on this is your next step. Just focus on this step because invariably the, the, the path I was following was going to change. Like one day I might think I'm going left and then I find out something else and I go right. (laughs) And so I think that that's really common amongst people that are starting businesses to get way ahead of themselves and get overwhelmed, which can then cause you to give up before you even start. The second challenge I think was definitely imposter syndrome and that feeling of Again, you know, we 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 had had these experiences coaching groups of people. We had experiences coaching individuals, but at no point had you know we really charged, and that triggered me in a totally different way and make me made me feel like, you know, what is my value, and and, and do I offer you know what I offer is that a match to what I'm charging, and so that was definitely a challenge for me. And what I realized was that when I really focused on the outcome of what my clients were gaining from this and less about the, you know, the actual deliverables they were getting out of me, that really helped me move past that. And also I think it was just the action of doing it because as I just forced myself to do it, um, I gained so much more clarity about who I am as a coach and, and how I show up and how and the, my kind of the client, I feel like I can best serve. The next thing was, um, of course, thinking there's only one way. And I would be very cautious for anyone, you know, getting into this right now. And if you find someone that says, this is the only way you're going to be successful. I just don't agree with that. I think we're all so unique. We all have different perspectives, different skill sets, um, different ways of communicating. We have different strengths and weaknesses. I think you have to really build your success story by design, meaning You've got to pull on your strengths. If some people, for instance, are really great communicators through a podcast like you, Peggy, or 
Um, maybe some of you love to be on video. Some of you are prolific writers and that's how you best like to communicate. Um, so you really have to, to think about what is it I enjoy doing? Because this is your business. This is like, this is like blood, sweat, and tears. You will work harder in this business than you ever do working for somebody else. You better build it in a way that you are going to, it's sustainable and that you're going to enjoy showing up every day. If you build it based on somebody else's model, that's based on what they like to do, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And it's also not going to come across as authentic. So I think it's really important that you, if you're going to take a course, great, but take what you like from it. And then leave the rest and then just keep going, read another book, take what you like from that. And you will slowly build your own perfect uh, framework for your business. Um, another thing is assuming what the outcome will be. And I kind of touched on this and I think this is really, um, this was, this was kind of a ladder lesson for me in the business, because again, I kept on finding myself making these assumptions, like when we do this and this, this is what's going to happen. And this is where we're going. And this is ultimately what we're going to be doing. But what I realized was that when I would allow myself to just show up in the day and say, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to, to show up and serve wherever I need it that just the most amazing synchronicities would happen and total like opportunities would come completely out of left field. The greatest things that have happened in our business have been unexpected. They have not been because we were chasing them. They have not been because we were, we were fighting and clawing our way, way forward. It was because we were so involved in what we were doing in the moment, whether it be coaching or creating content and loving it that things were just flowing to us, opportunities, more clients, opportunities to speak and to do um, keynote presentation. It just, I mean, all kinds of amazing things that we never would have imagined for ourselves. So I think sometimes there is something to be said for surrendering and just getting out of the way. And the other thing I would say, and I'll finish here, is don't be afraid to invest in yourself and to ask for help <laughs> because I find this very interesting. Most of, I mean, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, are in the coaching, consulting, spiritual teacher realm. And yet, you know, and, and we help people for a living, yet sometimes we are the last people to ask for help. We are very, very good at giving. We're not so great at receiving. And that's where I think. It took me a while to get there to say, I, I don't know how to do these things in my business. So who can I find to help me? Who can I find that's better than I am at this? And who, and, and especially in these areas that I really am not passionate about, like I have zero passion in accounting, right? So why would I spend all this time trying to figure it out on my own when I could invest in somebody else doing it. And that's hard to do when you don't have a lot of money coming in. I totally, totally get that. But the thing is, until you're willing to invest in yourself and invest in your business, it will be very hard for you to scale because you're going to feel like you're moving at the, the, the pace of a snail versus being able to hit your, hit your cart to somebody else who knows exactly what to do and can do it in a fraction of the time. If you can't pay someone to do it for you, pay them to teach you, teach you how they do it. Because then again, you're saving time. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to know enough to be able to make sure your business is running the way it should. So I'll end by saying, you know, you, you have to first, and this is, this is a bit counterintuitive, I think, to how we think about business. You have to first expand energetically into the person you want to become before you can live it physically. 
And what that means is that if you haven't done the work, the inner work of, of expanding yourself to the point where you say, I I'm, I'm expanding my capacity to earn more money. I'm expanding my capacity to be seen. I'm expanding my capacity to be able to serve millions of people. Then you're going to, you know, then you won't be ready. And I don't believe we're given any, like we're given too much until we're, we're prepared to handle it. So if you're feeling frustrated in your business or you're feeling like, I'm just not moving forward, it's just not working. It doesn't mean it's not meant for you. It just means you're just not quite ready yet to handle the more. And the more that you, you work on yourself and you expand your ability to do that, just watch and see what happens. Because as you, as you transform from the inside, your external world will, you won't even recognize it anymore. It's going to happen so quickly. So I hope that that's helpful, Peggy. And I hope that that um, serves you and your listeners. Um, So that's my story. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Aniston. I feel so much passion in your voice and confidence in your story. I love that you put inner work as a priority I'm curious about whether you still have moments when you feel lost. If yes, what do you do to gain clarity? There are, I mean, this still happens all the time where I'll have a day where I'll doubt myself or I'll doubt this direction or I'll think, what if, what if I, like none of this is going to work? Everything is going to fall to pieces. I mean, I think we all went through that, that this last year, no matter how confident you were, you know, I think everyone was shaken. And so the thing that has always been a fallback for me, and this is something that I think is just, is so key is when I'm having those moments of, I don't know what to do next, or I don't know why this isn't working. What can I do? That usually is an indicator to me that I'm, I'm kind of in my head, like I'm in my head and I'm not able to see the solutions. So, which means, you know, cause that means I'm, I'm narrowing my focus. Like I'm feeling limited. If I'm feeling limited, then that means I'm not, I'm not zooming out enough. And the easiest gateway for me to get out of that is to get into a space of giving. Now, when I say giving, I'm not saying going and just staying on the side of the road and just, you know, handing out money. I'm saying like, figuring out a way you can say, what can I do right now to help people? Or what can I do right now to support somebody in that process? I don't know what it is, but I always find clarity. It's like, I, it's like the minute I, I take my focus from myself and I put it onto someone else, I find clarity. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, this past year, um, I kind of got stuck. I was working on a program and some content and I just felt stuck. Like I got halfway in and I was like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right anymore. I don't really know what to do. And so I was meditating one morning and I just asked the question. I was like, okay, if I'm not to be more, more, if I'm not meant to be working on this right now, because I'm feeling a lot of resistance, what should I do? And I just like got my pen and I got my journal and this idea came to me and it was like, I should start an intention group. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So I, just a little background, I, I've studied a lot of, a lot about intention. There's a lot of science around intention and the power of intention and the power of group intention. And that's always fascinated me. And I've read a lot of books about it and taken some courses. And I've always thought, I really want to start an intention group and really harness the power of intention to help each other, you know, especially with women. 
And a lot of my community are, you know, same as yours. Like they're entrepreneurs, they're coaches, they're consultants, they're spiritual teachers, or just people that are just wanting to connect. And so I just emailed, I literally, I was like, okay, fine. That's what I'll do. I got my computer. I went on to Aweber, sent a blast email to my email list and said, Hey, would anyone be interested in joining me for it's complimentary and let's just start it and see how it goes. Like an intention group. I, oh my gosh, Peggy, I got the best response from it. And we are still doing it to this day. Like we have formed this mo- the most amazing group of women who every two weeks we get together and we take turns with whoever the recipient is and we support each other. And we, I mean, it's, it's a really cool process, but what I'm trying to say is through that process, like I found the clarity that I needed, but something else was born from that. That was, I mean, it is one of my greatest joys that I do. Like it's something I look forward to every two weeks. It's my gift back to my community and I facilitate it. I don't charge anything for it. This is really just about giving. And I think when you can take the focus off of you and put it onto how can you serve not in five years, not after you take that, like, how can you serve right now today with what you have within you? What do you have to give and then give that? Okay. So my next question is, does your intention group still have space available for others to join? always welcome anyone who wants to join. And it's just, it's turned into, you know, I think what a lot of it is, is, um, you know, we all seek connection. And that's the other thing I would say to your listeners too. If, if you're trying, if, if you're really wanting to get out and to do something and to, to step into your passion and purpose and be more purposeful in your life, it doesn't always necessarily mean entrepreneurship. It doesn't mean you have to go start a business all, all on your own. In fact, I think some people are meant for that. And some people are actually, they flourish more working alongside people. And so I would say like, I think the future is in like taking your talent and skill and partnering with people who have other talents and skills and seeing how you can work together, how you could help each other, how you can support each other. Like I have a group of women that we're constantly sending clients back and forth to because they all have different skill sets that I don't have. And so I think that it's, you know, it's, it's just a really good time to look for ways to expand your network. So Aniston, I have one last question for you. Tell us about your definition of success. Um, my definition of success is honestly, I think it really comes down to, to more of, it's less of a achieving and more of a state of being, because I I think that, um, while yes, achieving and going for your goals and doing the hard things and is so important and and it leads to a tremendous amount of growth, which is, I think what we're all here for is to learn and grow and expand. And, but ultimately I think success is being able to show, you know, to wake up in the day and experience the day from a place of feeling excited, purposeful, um, feeling like, you know, you're enough that you're worthy of all the good and that you have so much to give. I think that is the ultimate success. And that's really the only way I think you'll ever feel free um, is when you can find that, when you can, when you can achieve that state. Beautifully conveyed, Aniston. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, this is a pleasure. Thank you so much, um, Peggy. It was an honor. And to all of your listeners, um, just sending you all lots of love. 
is Aniston Rickstings, a mindset coach and the co-founder of Empower University. What Aniston said resonated with me so much. Here are my takeaways from today's episode. Number one, doing the inner work is the first step to expand your capacity to realize your vision and get what you want in life. This ties to Aniston's quote. You have to first expand energetically into the person you want to become before you can live it physically. So now I want you to rem- remember that transforming from the inside first and your external world will change too. Number two, advice for business owners. Focus on one thing at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Take action will ease the imposter syndrome. There's no one way to reach success. Find a way that works for you. Remember to surrender. Don't try to control everything. Number three, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and ask for help on things that are not your expertise or how you want to spend your time. Number four, stepping into your passion and finding your purpose doesn't always mean entrepreneurship. Take your talent to collaborate with others who have talents and skills. Expand your network and mind through collaborating with others. That's it, my listeners. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with Aniston, go to her website, www.empoweruniversity.com. Her Instagram handle is at Aniston Blair Rickstings. I'll leave her info in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and follow and share it with your friends and family. Also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at mindful underscore sequences. If you have any thoughts, comments, or if there are topics that you would like to hear on this podcast, please let me know. Email me at peggy at mindfulsequences.com. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you peace and happiness in everything you do. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you, define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed. Thank you.